Now presenting. And I'm so sick of people saying that that love is just all a woman is fit for. I'm so sick of it. The Cinema Chicks Podcast. Maybe I'm one of those people that has always wanted to do it, but it's like a pipe dream. Totally by guess. Snap out of it. Starring Hope Johansson. I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. And Madeline Rancourt. Yeah, Call me Ladybird like Christine. you said you would. Hey, I'm Hope. Hey, I'm Madeline. And we are the Cinema Chicks. So, Madeline, mm -hmm. last thing I've seen recently, I rewatched Tick Tick Boom. Yeah. With my friends that I have an artist collective with. If anybody's yeah. interested in live theater or art making in New York City, you can follow us on Instagram at Chaos Collective NYC. Yes. Um, kind of a production entity working on new works and things but i watched it with them mm -hmm. and like we already talked about this i loved tick tick boom watching it by myself because i have a very deep and personal connection with jonathan larson as does every person who went through their rent phase at 12 <laughs> years old but sitting there and watching it with the people that i make art with and write shows and songs with the parallels it it was kind of weird, and not to be like so pretentious and like, oh my gosh, I'm watching my own life on the screen. But it's a lot of what life actually looks like for us and preparing for readings and mm -hmm. writing that song literally 12 hours before it gets debuted. I mean, I'm not at the point that Stephen Sondheim is coming to yeah. <laughs> my readings or anything, but it was really beautiful and very inspirational and reminded me why I love doing what I do so much and also having people beside you who also know the music to Tick Tick mm. Boom and like singing along. So much fun. I still love it. Watching it with people too made the directing a little less awful as well. It was more digestible because I think I was so distracted in the moment of loving it and the energy and the vibes. Well, and Andrew Garfield won at the Golden Globes for it. Andrew Garfield did win at the Golden Globes for it. Love him. Which, like, I think I didn't, I also didn't necessarily appreciate his performance mm. as much watching it the first time, but watching it again, I was like, the dude literally is Jonathan Larson reincarnated just yeah. with a smaller nose. It was fantastic, and I love it so much. It just gives me the warm, fuzzy feelings, and I think that's going to be a movie I'm going to want to go back and rewatch time and time again. I think I need to rewatch it for sure because I don't know if I fully appreciated it either when I watched it. I mean, I still stand by the fact that I think that it should have been made more like an indie film, but that's besides the point. This is a film that Lin-Manuel Miranda was deeply involved in and the film that we're discussing today, he also was deeply involved exactly. in. Not so much as Tick Tick Boom. But we are talking about Encanto, which is our first animated film that we're discussing on the podcast, which is exciting because I know I love Disney movies. I grew up watching it. I'm actually going to Disney later this week. Oh, yes. So, uh, and I go to Disney a lot and I'm going again in June. I went last June. I'm going, yeah. Anyways, that's besides the point. Um, so I'm excited to see if they have little any like little Encanto things there. I'll have to send you photos. Just like because I went to Disney right when we had reviewed Corella. That's right. So the timing. Okay. The parallels. Yeah, so I just go to Disney whenever we talk 
talk about Disney. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that is not, it's just happened that way. This film has a very large cast and crew because it's an animated movie. It is directed by Byron Howard and Jared Bush. And the story is by Jared Bush, Byron Howard, Sharice Castro-Smith, Jason Hand, Nancy Cruz, and Lin-Manuel Miranda. Naturally, he also wrote the music and the lyrics. Mm. And this movie is starring Stephanie Beatrice, Maria Cecilia Botero, John Linguizamo, who is absolutely amazing in this, Jessica Darrow, Angie Cepeda, and many, many, many other voices to make up this beautiful family movie. Well, yeah, and that's what I loved about it is really is about family and it's kind of like an ensemble, which I- Very much so. I loved because the big song that everyone's been talking about, we don't talk about Bruno. No, <laughs> no, no, it's it's so good. It's, it's very, it well, I, I think what makes it so good is that it really showed that like, Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote this music because it's unlike a lot of other Disney songs yes. where that song is really like an ensemble song. Well, it sounds like the moment on stage where like everyone's coming in and like the lead, like literally that's what you're visually seeing is like. Exactly. And there are songs in both Hamilton and in the Heights, mm -hmm. specifically the act one finales in both of them. Yes. Uh, that are also massive ensemble songs where everyone sings like 12 different parts. Yes. And it's beautiful and fun and tells a great story. You know what? I will give it to Lynn. He knows how to write music. He, mm -hmm. he may have a bit of a scary smolder, but you know <laughs> what? It's okay. We'll let you have this one, Lynn. Good job on the music. Well, yeah. And that's what I think it was like the perfect song for this because you kind of got a lot of like the songs from the sisters and like the abuela and like all of all the different characters. Um, but this was kind of like all of them coming together and it's a great song and it's just a fun time and i think that this story is so adorable it's beautiful it's about everybody having like their own special gifts and these things that make them important and useful within the home and things that like people need them for and like that's your specialty and it's a character finding what hers is and kind of feeling lost and i also really love this because of the representation that it has i mean obviously these are like animated characters but i don't know if you've seen like this trending photo of this little boy who looks like the little boy in this movie <gasps> no oh my gosh i'm gonna have to show you but this mom basically like puts on facebook or twitter or something and was like my son is glued to the tv because he sees himself and it was just so precious and i love it and i think that this is an interesting sort of turn that Disney is making is like, of course, we love Ariel and we love Beauty and the Beast and stuff like that. But like these fantastical stories, but they are, they're still human. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it's not like a, a mermaid or a beast. It's like, these are real people that I think audiences and kids can relate to a lot more. Well, and I and really see themselves, but it still, it has that childlike fun part. You know, it's not realistic. She literally has these you know, magical gifts, but it was relatable. Exactly. And I think if I was a little girl and I had seen Mirabelle on screen, even though I am not a Latina woman, I was not a skinny princess with perfect skin. Yeah. I was a little bit of a chunkier girl with glasses. Mm -hmm. And I think if I had seen her and seen that she brings her family together and gets to go on these amazing adventures, like, you know, maybe I would have 
felt a little better about myself at that age right you know yeah no I I think that it's just really important what they've made and I feel like we've kind of been seeing Disney take these steps towards this Mm -hmm. and I think it was getting a lot of backlash for a hot minute because people are like I see what they're doing but like they're not doing it yet like they're not fully going there and I'm not saying that this is fully going there there's obviously still more boundaries that they could push and I'm speaking in generalization of Disney and Pixar kind of right. their animated films together. I know that they are separate things, but in the end it's yeah, it's under the same umbrella. It's under the same umbrella. And I think that especially with Inside Out and then with Soul, like we're seeing these more deeper vulnerable topics being discussed mm-hmm. in a kids film that a lot of parents and older audiences can relate to and it's still so enjoyable sitting here at 21 years old i also i watched it with my parents and we all had a fantastic time and i also didn't feel like watching it i was being talked down to like a kid it still felt very digestible as an adult right exactly exactly and i i think that that's a nice step that they've made because i feel like a lot of animated films Prior to this, the moments that are for adults are like the inappropriate jokes that go over kids' heads. Right. Or like these little side comments. And I love that. That's fun. That's funny. But like this isn't trying to baby kids and then it it, it just has a nice approach and I really appreciate it. And I mean, I don't know, this sounds a little silly, but it makes me excited. Like the past couple of films that they've come out with because I'm like, I wish I had this when I was little. Definitely. And I'm so glad that like my kids will. And of course, I still want to show them like The Little Mermaid and Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast because I love those films. But also now we have Moana and we have, you know, Frozen 2. I haven't even seen Frozen 2, but I know that that like pushed a little bit more past where Frozen the first one was and you know Inside Out and Soul talk about such interesting topics and like mental health and death and like just these very serious topics but in a way that I think is very palatable and I thought that this was so cute it was really cute it was super fun I absolutely loved all the characters I thought it was fun and sweet but still a great adventure and like honestly even a little scary to watch at some point like the the sand pit and Mm -hmm. the jumping over the things I don't know it was very fun it felt fresh it didn't feel like anything I'd ever seen before princess story the lead isn't falling in love yeah it was just Mm -hmm. really fun and the music was cute and I am I don't know I don't want to say I feel like I'm a better person from watching (laughs) it but I think it's got a great message at the heart of Mm -hmm. it that family's important everyone has their own special skills that keeps a family together whether that's your found family or your blood family Mm -hmm. and it's just super cute and super fun and pretty short too I think it's like 90 minutes or something yeah yeah it is and yeah, I which it needs to be like a kids movie cannot. Yeah, we, I, recently, I've been watching younger. like two and a half hour movies, and then whenever I like watch like a younger movie, I'm like, it's so short, and I'm like, well, yeah, of course, like what child has attention, the attention span? span. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna raise my kids to have that attention span, but <laughs> they come like, out of the womb watching you... Gone with the Wind. Yeah, it's like <laughs> okay, kids, you're gonna watch Gone with the Wind, you're gonna watch Irishman, uh, and you know, three hour movies. Let's go. 
But no, this ties it up nicely. It didn't need to go on forever, right. honestly. Like it got the message across. It had really cute moments. It had nice stories. We got to highlight some of the other characters, which I love. Yes. But at the end of the day, it was still very ensemble. And I think that's really beautiful and I loved it and yeah I mean I would I think I would recommend this to a lot of people I oh, would definitely. definitely say it's Cinema Chicks approved I think it's for all audiences I mean I don't think Absolutely. I'd recommend this to like a middle-aged man but I mean also I don't really talk to middle-aged men thankfully no. but <laughs> I I would say like I would recommend this to my family I think that they'd find yes. it very adorable they'd love it I mean they love Disney I think that it if you're you know, talking to the right people. I wouldn't like say to all my friends, like you have to go watch this little Disney movie. No, but it's, it's very much universal. Yeah. I think if anyone came across it, they would not leave displeased. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a big win. And on that note, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed, you can rate and review us on your favorite podcast platforms. You can also follow us on Instagram at the cinema chicks and on TikTok at cinema chicks. And if you want to be friends, you can follow me on Instagram at Madeline Daisy Rancourt and on Letterboxd at Madeline Daisy, where I have yet to review this because I just watched it this morning. (laughs) But I think I will definitely be giving it a a high rating. I loved it. Or if you want to be friends with me, you can follow me on Instagram at Hope Johansson and on Letterboxd at HJoha. And before we end today, we'd like to thank our sponsors. The magical, colorful casita. Beautiful stories revolving around families. And specifically the song, We Don't Talk About Bruno. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad we had that talk. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much.